0: It's Thursday. I'm Andrew Dowd. It's time for our Happening in the Hamptons podcast, our weekly breakdown of the Hamptons market, new listings and events on the East End. We are sponsored today by New York Title Abstract, the Hamptons' leading title insurance firm. Visit NewYorkTitle.com. Joining today, as always, Steve Glick, Dave Rettiner, and today... Miles Riley, how are you? Hey, thanks for having me back for
1: a second time here on the podcast. Like I say, All a return nice.
0: guest. So, um, guest. how are you? How are things?
1: Um, no complaints here. I mean, life is good. We've just probably had one of the most mild winters in a long time in the Hamptons. So, it's been a nice off season weather wise.
0: And I assume I looking know. forward to the summer as everybody is. I'm so, ready
1: for the summer. I mean, I can't wait for the top to come down. To be honest with you, it already has been down, <laughs> but, uh, And I can't wait to stop wearing jackets. That's when I know summer's really here.
0: Agreed. Uh, So, obviously, one of the best places in the Hamptons to spend summer is East Hampton. Great town. You have a great listing there. So, let's just start there. Tell us about this. Sure. I have a new listing that just came on the market. It's
1: uh, located at 43 Miller Lane West in East Hampton. Mm. It's on 1.17 acres. And that's a nice-sized lot, less than a half a mile to the heart of East Hampton Village. So, that's pretty terrific. Um, The uh, developer... Took an old cape, tore it down, and built a new house. We have 4,300 square feet on three levels, six bedrooms, five and a half baths, and it's ready to go for the summer.
0: I, we shot this house a couple of weeks ago, and I, I love this place because it just has uh, really nice natural light comes in there. Oh, overlooking the, the backyard and the pool. The main living area
1: is a 40 foot wide kitchen, living, dining room wow. with soaring ceilings. The light is spectacular, nice and private. And, uh, again, the proximity to the village is a a major plus. Can't go wrong there. I
2: I love this. There's a lot of windows in there. Like you said, a lot of natural light. Six bedrooms. Yeah. So this really has your bedroom count, and it's all brand new.
1: Yeah, so whether you are a um, full-time resident, um, whether you're a a weekender that's looking for an investment property that they could rent out for part of the summer, Mm -hmm. this would be a really strong rental.
0: Actually, let's move right to that, the rental market. What is... What has the rental market looked like this season? I know you have, you deal with a lot of rentals. And um, what has this season been compared to years past? I know, you know, when COVID hit, everybody was trying to get whatever they could. It was a rental, buy something? It was like flying off the shelves. Have things calmed down? Have things shifted at all? Well, it's kind of interesting. Um, you know, last season, we had a really strong rental season
2: mm-hmm. early.
1: And then as we got to the summer, it really dropped off. Okay, And so people who listed late, you know, kind of got hit a little bit on that. So they didn't do as well as the ones that did early. I think because of that, the rental season started later this year. Um, We are right now in the thick of the rental season. And there are some decent rentals in every price point.
0: When you say early, do you mean like the fall early or like, you know, December, right at the beginning of the new year? The fall.
1: Literally last year, right after the summer, I was doing my normal renewals and then people lining up for the next summer because- It was a really tough rental season the year before. This year was a little different, without a doubt. So
2: is there still plenty of good rentals to choose from? Because you're saying it's like, hey, it's a little, normally it's a little late in the season, but you're saying it's picking up. So how does does the inventory look? If you're looking for a rental?
1: There's still some decent stuff out there. I mean, and to be honest with you, the past two to three weeks, my phone has started ringing. All the people that I've been reaching out to saying, hey, it's that time again. (laughs) They're now looking. And each weekend, I'm now busy with rentals.
0: Is this one of those things that the closer you get to the season the better deal you can get or do you sort of Or is it the box, worst? Is it the worst deal? It, like you box yourself into a corner because now the inventory yeah. is softened up.
1: It depends on which, you know, pocket that you're in and mm-hmm. how many houses. If you know if you come out here and you're looking at 5 houses but only one of them really is going to work for you, then, you know, you're going to have people competing against that house, so you have to put a strong offer in. If you've got numerous houses that you could say, I could do this one, that one, then you've got something to play with.
2: Now, are people, they're looking to rent, are they looking north of the highway or or is it still south of the highway is like the number one?
1: The north south of the highway is no longer the thing it used to be. I mean, yes, I still will get people say I have to be south of the highway and, you know, you have quality houses both north and south now. It used to be the houses north were smaller. That's no longer the case. Um, but the north-south thing is not what it wants. What's the number sense. one
2: amenity? Is it a pool? Is that what they're looking for, a pool in the <laughs> rental, or is it just bedroom count or just something? Yeah, it's, that's, that uh, honestly, yeah. internet.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs>
1: you know, we, I mean, I've been doing this a long time. I've been in the brokerage business out here for over 30 years, and it was a big deal when there was a heated pool and you had central AC. Okay. Right. It's like Wi-Fi connection is the number one issue. <laughs> wow. And everything else is expected to be there as well. Okay, that's, right. That's the difference. What okay. things you were hoping for? Now it's for, just a given. It's a given. You've got right. to have a heated pool. Mm-hmm. You've got to have good technology there. Yep. You have to have nice televisions, nice furniture. Everybody, mm. everybody wants a nice house.
2: Perfect. I, I can imagine. I would want the same.
0: That's what makes actually this 43 Miller Lane West, I think, such a kind of an interesting buy is that you could, I'm I'm sure, rent it out. And it's a brand new construction that has literally everything. I mean, it's a beautiful house to live in or rent.
1: It's move in. It's move in ready to go.
0: Hmm. Um, How about the sales inventory? or How are are things as far as sales go?
1: Well, it's the same tune we've been singing for a year now. Um, Unlike the music we were just listening to of Dave's new musical that he's written. <laughs> we'll get to uh, that in a bit. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's, the, it's an inventory issue. I, mm-hmm. We just, we're so light on inventory. So when something comes on and it's priced well, it's competitive and it, and it goes. We were just talking before the meeting about one of our colleagues yep. listed a house last week. She talked about it in the office meeting. I sent her a text in the meeting saying, can I see it today? Got my client out on Saturday. And they were one of many people that wanted to buy it. And there's already a deal on it. So, so what's your advice? Right what's
2: your advice if you're looking to buy a home in the Hamptons? What's your advice to buyers out there?
1: Number one, you need a well-educated broker who's on top of the market that can tell you which one to definitely come out and see right away versus, okay. you know, um, you, know you, you don't have to rush right out to see it. <laughs> um, and then when it's there, when it fits a good percentage of your requirements those you know check boxes that we all like to Mm -hmm. make you need to make a strong offer unless it's been sitting on the market for a year or two then that's a different story sure you know but you need to make a strong offer
2: now if somebody's looking to sell their home is i would imagine this is a great time to list your home because of the low inventory is that it is
1: still if you are a seller in today's market Mm -hmm. it's still a very good time even with all the uncertainty that's going on right now in the financial world and you know, and you name it, right? Um, if if you're a seller and you're and you are a real seller, it's the time to sell. So th- there's
2: still buyers out there, and it's still a great time. But the number one thing is price, right? If you got to price it right, it's still the case no matter what type of market we're in. Low inventory, high inventory, pricing is still the key factor when l- thinking about or listing your property for sale.
1: Without a doubt. But one other thing I really want to bring up: a common conversation has been. There's a disconnect between buyers and sellers right now because of the feds. Mm. But the truth of the matter is, yes, our numbers are down, Mm -hmm. but our medium sales price is up. Our prices are not dropping. Mm. That has not happened in a big way. The prices that have dropped are usually prices, houses that were overpriced to begin with.
0: That's kind of an interesting point because I would think that whether it's rentals or sales, that somebody, it, you know, you they come in, they say, Miles, what's it worth? You advise them based on the, the comps in the area and you say, this is where you should list it or, or this is the price you should put it at. And then it goes in a week or two, it's like off the shelves. And then they go, well, I should have I listed it for higher," <laughs> But that's not necessarily the case, right? Because, you know, it, listing it higher, I, I guess, would just have it sit.
2: It's all psychological. There's right. a lot of psychology that goes into pricing and what people look at the number where they think so all that comes into play we had an uh, an agent on here talking about it's an art it's an art form of pricing a home not a science and it's it's true
1: um the other aspect is you have to look at what you're competing with at that moment when you price a house Mm -hmm. so for example i I have a house right now in contract a two-bedroom house on mcgurk street that's is being sold with the tenant in place for the summer oh cool the tenant's been there for Mm. many years nice you know we looked and saw how many houses were on the market that were comparable or somewhat comparable between a million five and two million dollars there weren't that many and so we got a premium price because at that price point there wasn't much competition if you have if you're listing your house and you've got 20 houses you're competing
0: with then
1: you have to be competitive
0: with that price just speaking of pricing do you find that maybe with the the rental market in particular i assume this probably plays into the sales market too but that if somebody comes to you and they say, well the last couple years i've gotten price x and you're saying right but that was you know a different time and sort of an anomaly here's where you need to be now and then that's like a difficult conversation to have it really isn't um You know, because it's a conversation
1: I'm used to having, Mm -hmm, you know, over the years. It's like, you have to pay attention to the market conditions today. Mm -hmm. You can't think about what they were. You can't really think about, you know, what you're hoping it's going to be in the future. You have to look at the reality. How much, how many showings are you getting? Right. How many offers are you getting? You know, if there's now, again, this season, as I said a little earlier, it started later. Mm -hmm. You know? So right now, an offer comes in, you have to look at it based on what's out there and, you know, get your feedback from your listing broker about what they think about the situation, so, and then you make the best decision.
2: So when do you make that determination? If you list a home and in the, first, in the first week you're not getting any activity or the first two weeks or 30 days, where at what point do you say, okay, we need to do a price correction? Are you
1: talking about rental or sale? Rental. rental. Oh. Sale. Okay. So. so it depends on the time of year. Okay. Um, we are right now in the height of our winter selling season. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and you also have to look at the seller's motivation as well. In okay. Bringing, you know, having that conversation. Sure. Got it. Um, and you know, you see, like, are you in the same boat of the other listings or just sitting there? Maybe there aren't as many buyers in that particular price point at the moment. Yeah. That could be an issue as well. Okay. Okay. You know, there are different markets. There are different price points that are hotter than others. Mm hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, but because you, bottom line is you only need one buyer
2: <laughs> when it comes down. I know, I know. So there's a lot of factors that play into it. So okay.
1: it's, it's to generalize, that's why I tell people they people love generalizing and saying what's yeah. the average, what's the medium, what's this. Mm-hmm. You have to look at all the factors. Got it.
3: A lot of nuance.
1: Yes, exactly. And that's good, good. And then you make the best decision for your client. Sometimes the answer is it's not the right moment for you to sell.
2: That's why you got to work with a great agent like yourself, someone that you could trust, is knowledgeable, and has the experience in all different types of markets. Who loves to do it?
0: There you go. And you're good at it. So there you go. Uh, let's send it over to Steve with the numbers, uh, since we're since we're on that topic now.
2: Yeah, this week there were t- 24 listings that went into contract from West Hampton the Montauk. Last year there were 46 listings, so it's a decrease of 48%. Surprisingly, in 2021 there was also 46 listings. Again, decrease of 48%. The breakdown of these 24 uh, transactions this week, there was one between eight and 10 million, seven between four and six million, seven between two and four million, and 13 under two million. The dollar volume this past week it was 57 million, Last year was 111 million. That's a decrease of 49% in the dollar volume. And in 2021, the dollar volume was 117 million, which is a decrease of 51%. New listings coming onto the market. There were 27 new listings, which is a strong number. So it increases the inventory by three listings. And the breakdown of those 27 new listings: there was three over 20 million, two between 10 and 20 million, four between six and eight million, two between four and six million, eight between two and four million, and Eight under two million. The inventory stands at sixteen hundred and seventy total listings, which includes active and in contract. Active listings are at twelve hundred and thirty-three, and there are four hundred and thirty-seven listings currently in contract in the Hamptons. So there you go. Nice. Um,
3: well, can we just talk briefly about Miles? How you got into the real estate business? Because you're such an interesting background with Broadway and all that. I just can't help it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, Well, I grew up in a little town in New Jersey called Roselle Park, Uh, it's about an hour from New York City, and I became obsessed with musicals and dancing at a very, very young age. And um, because of living so close to the city, I was lucky to start going to the city to take class, uh, dance classes. And then um, I spent about 12 years, literally two weeks out of high school, you know, Starting to uh, work in the entertainment industry, and I've danced all over the world. I've been very fortunate. And um, so,
0: although I was from New Jersey, I kind of feel like a New Yorker from day one. North <laughs> Jersey, right? Yeah. Because then you go to South Jersey, and that's like <laughs> everybody from Philly. That's where I used to vacate you know, like South Jersey. It's funny.
1: It's, you know, when you, when you grow up in New Jersey, it's all about the Jersey Shore. But at a young age, it just wasn't it for me because I was it in a whole New York. other world. Yeah. Yeah. I was right. in a whole other world.
3: You are Broadway. You, you are Broadway.
1: Yeah. I have been known to um, do a split every now and in an office meeting. <laughs>
0: Same with you, Dave, right? Yeah. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> what
1: it, whatever it
0: takes to get the mood going. <laughs> what, uh, what do you got going on this weekend, Dave?
3: Um, so this weekend in the Hamptons, we have the Hamptons St. Patrick's Day parade, Ooh. which you are, are you going to be in that parade? The yeah, Hampton Bays. Bays the, the Hampton Bays, Bays is yeah. having
0: their parade. Uh, but what no. did I
3: say? Did I not say the you Hampton said Bays? Hamptons. Oh, the Hampton Bays. That's what I meant It is a. Yeah. yeah. It is
2: yeah. a. St. Parade. Patrick's Day is tomorrow. Yeah. Right. Is it tomorrow? Is it tomorrow? No. Well, the parade is Saturday. Right. But uh, the actual holiday. The day tomorrow is, is tomorrow Badger, right? and day. the parade yeah. is Saturday. So right. that's going to be a great parade. A that's that's a good one.
0: It, it is a good parade. And it's, I, I mean, I was, you know, participated last year. I had a great time this Hampton year.
2: Hampton Bays. At, what time does that start, Dave? That starts at 11
3: a.m. And that's from 12 p.m. And would you say Hampton Bays is the rowdiest? Or would you say Montauk is the rowdiest? I
0: actually haven't been to the Montauk one.
3: I heard yeah. Montauk. I heard Montauk, but, too.
0: Um, but, I mean, I've... I think camp, obviously I live there. Hampton yeah. is a great, great parade. I think they're all fun. Good they're all fun. Everything. They're I mean, all how can fun. you, how can you not, everybody's Irish on St. Patrick's day, right? Yeah. Everybody's had a good time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's going on Saturday. What else yeah. you got? So
3: that's going on Saturday. Um, and my suggestion on where to eat in Hampton bays would be cowfish for lunch. I had lunch there last weekend and it is a phenomenal restaurant. It's right on the water. And it's great for kids because they have like this little playground outside. Um, And it is a wonderful place to get lunch in Hampton Bays. So I would recommend cowfish. And then the other recommendation that I have for St. Patrick's Day, if you're not in Hampton Bays, would be the Kid Squid Brewing Company in Sag Harbor. It's its own little brewery and they have their. it's right there in the parking lot and it's by the garden center and they have an outdoor seating area by the garden center. And then it's very tight inside uh, where you can kind of like, if there's like 10 people there, it feels like it's really busy. Is this new? It's kind of new. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember hearing about that. It's great. It's kids squid brewing company and it's just a feel good place for St. Patrick's Day cuz good vibe. You can okay. get some green beer there, you know, and whatever.
1: it's required to eat squid?
3: No, I don't know. I think <laughs> the guys like a fisherman that like that like owns it or something. But it feels very local. It's a very genuine place. And then Another alternative to that is if you're further east, you can go to the um, Montauk Brewing Company for St. Patrick's Day. That place is cool. And that's very similar vibe, just like an open vibe, open feel. And you just enjoy some nice beers, not too much. Obviously. And, you know, always make sure you have a designated driver or you get an alcohol-free drink while you're there. But you go there for the energy. It's just a very sweet place to spend St. Patrick's Day. Um, And then finally, the Stephen Talk house on March 17th, they are having uh, something called the Kendall Madison Benefit. So the Kendall Madison Foundation was formed in 2000 to provide more than just an annual scholarship. The foundation provides financial contributions to help the East End community, such as the Kendall Madison Fitness Center, as well as financial assistance to those in need for the purpose of enhancing their student athletic experience. Over $100,000 has been gifted to individuals and organizations since its inception. And that is at 7 p.m. Um, there's going to be live music there, um, and obviously uh, a very you know energetic vibe as well. Um, and that's at the Stephen Talk House in Amagansett. And ironically, well, not ironically, but amazingly, really, the Stephen Talk House is the foundation for an international charity, the Wounded Warriors uh, charity, was literally started in really? Amagansett at the Stephen Dock house. So, you know, you never know. This could be the next, the next one. Okay. Very so cool. That's what's going on in the Hamptons.
0: I will, uh, I'll toss it over to miles real quick. So your husband works on Broadway. You've been going to shows. Since he, does. A kid. He, he
1: works behind the scenes. He does. He helps build and then takes care of the
0: wardrobe for the Broadway shows. So, you know, you're kind of an insider there on the, on Broadway. So what, what's the show to see right now? What's the oh, If people are going to the city
1: that is well you're talking to someone who sees everything, so I'm going to tell you to go see everything because okay. I love Broadway you know um, but I what I will tell you which is nice is Broadway is back. The crowds that are there nice. um, so nice. you know it's I'm very, very happy because New York does not survive without Broadway yep. they I might have told you the statistic once before. Broadway sells more tickets than all of the New York sports teams combined. Wow! Now, when you think of those big that's arenas crazy. versus these theaters, that's how important Broadway
0: is. I mean, Isn't have you seen the Jets play? not. Jets. <laughs> Jets. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Are you a Jets? Yeah, right? Are you talking about you West Jets West Side and the story? Sharks? Yeah. yeah West Side,
1: West, West Side story, you know. <laughs> I, I've everywhere. seen the jets there's, and sharks play many times that's funny what is
3: your opinion of the theater out here because i think the you know the theater at um guild hall is very beautiful theater and the bay street theater is very beautiful
1: it's such a shame the theater out here doesn't get the attention it needs and i think one of the reasons is because people come out here and they're going to a friend's house for dinner they're going to a restaurant so there's
3: the, the theater old, secondary. Like the theater secondary, in New yeah, City, yeah. you're going to the you're going to Broadway, and yeah. then you're going to dinner. But you know, I will tell you, vice a lot
1: of Broadway people are every summer at both. It, some Hill of the shows Hall are incredible. And, yeah, and Bay Street. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm
3: yeah. glad you said that. Yeah, it's
1: good to
0: keep in mind. All right, good deal. So. Anything else before we wrap up?
1: Yes, um, this weekend I will. I do have an open house at 43 Miller Lane West in East Hampton Ooh. on Sunday between 11:30 and one. If you can't make it, you can DM me at Miles at the Beach um, on Instagram, on Instagram. Yeah. and it's Miles with a Y, M Y L E S at the Beach. I do do Instagram lives during all my open houses, Ooh. so I could show you things in the house. You answer any questions you have, talk That's to smart. you anything about the. It's market. kind of a
3: digital open house in many ways.
1: It's I do it on want every that open house. I always send out a little blast ahead of time, and then on and off throughout the open house, I will be on Instagram live.
0: 43 cool. Miller Lane West, West. which because there's what four different there's Miller, Miller Lane
1: Lanes. and then there's Miller Lane <laughs> East and West. And, um, you know, but a, a lot of those lots are on the small side. We have an acre of point one seven, which is not easy to come by.
0: That's perfect. All right. Miles, thanks for joining us. Good to have you back on the on the podcast. We appreciate it. Uh, mm-hmm. And everybody, thank you for listening. Be sure to check out all our listings on Saunders.com. I'm Andrew Dowd, and that is what's happening in the Hamptons.